Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Erica. And we are the Shield Park Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, wants to watch and so much more. In this episode we'll be talking about starting off in sugarcraft, what you need and what you need to know. So stay tuned. Well this is good. We're, we're now we're now working over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the Sugarcraft Junkies, the social distancing. <laughs> this is where we work via WhatsApp, Zoom and just wave to each other. Yeah, all over the computer. Yeah, not that me waving to you can actually um, determine anything for anyone listening to a podcast. No, I just, I just like to do these things. <laughs> My brain says wave. We had planned to try this, hadn't we? Yeah, so it's just, it's just brought it forward for us. Yeah, yes, because at some point we will be having guests, and obviously our guests will not be in the room with us. So today we have forfeited microphones. Yeah. Because it doesn't work on the computer. I can't hear Sam and talk to her. I can do one or the other. <laughs> so there's no microphones. We're just talking into our computer over Zoom and recording. So apologies if the sound quality is rubbish, but that is why. That's okay. We, we can we can justify our own. Um, I can justify my ability to be rubbish then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, shall we start on um, what's new then? Because we seem to have yes. a few things that are, that are new out, despite the whole situation with um, COVID-19. So yeah. that's quite nice. Yes, it is. Okay, so Erica, what's new out? Uh, we talked last time about the culpit fill a tier equipped cake displays um, that you could either use as a cake stand or as a tier in the middle of a tiered cake. And not and to put a goldfish in. Sorry, yeah. not not to put a goldfish in. Not to put a goldfish in. <laughs> no. Or fake flowers and all that jazz. Um, they're now released and they're quite pricey, which I kind of thought they would be. The 8x6, which is the smallest diameter... Are this, these prices are from Designer Cake? This is the website I'm going off. Okay. Uh, Thirty one ninety nine for the eight by six, but they're currently reduced to twenty seven ninety nine. The ten by four is meant to be thirty six ninety nine, currently reduced to thirty two ninety nine. And the twelve by four, which is probably the size you're going to want if you're using it as a cake stand, yeah. Instead of being forty two ninety nine, is currently reduced to thirty seven ninety nine. So these are very much invested. Yeah, you'd very much have to charge a deposit for using it, wouldn't you? You'd have to charge the price of um, the price of replacing it if it never came back to you. Yeah, and I think it's the kind of thing that I would only buy if I needed it. I wouldn't, for that price, buy it just to play with. No, no. But if uh, if someone wanted something like that for a cake, it would be quite a good it'd be quite a good thing to use. But they'd have to pay for it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's nice to know that there's prices out now, so people can make an informed decision. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Um, we've got Karen Davis. So I think we mentioned, we might have mentioned on one of the previous episodes that she was going to have some moulds out. I'm not sure. She emailed us a while ago yeah. um, saying she had new products coming out, but would let us know when they are. They are now out. She has got 40 moulds. Uh, there's an Easter one, a unicorn one, a swan, and a trailing leaves. They're the larger size of her moulds, the kind of rectangular ones. 
Um, they're mm-hmm. currently thirty percent off, so she's reduced them to twelve pounds. And yeah, they look pretty good. The Easter one has got a basket. It's got some bunnies. One with a carrot. One. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, it's a chick. A chick in a basket. Some flowers. Some Easter eggs. Uh, the unicorn is a unicorn in the style that you'd mainly make if you were putting it on top of a cake. Uh, there's a unicorn horn, there's a unicorn head, and there's a little rainbow with clouds and stars on it. Um, I'm not ignoring you, I'm just Googling them while you're talking. Ah, <laughs> I did forward you the email, so that should be in our, in our inbox. Oh, cool. Um, the swan one, you've got two swans, so I guess you could mould them and then put them back to back and make a 3D swan. It's got a nice little floral spray, a crown, and a little row of roses that maybe you could use to make border. And then the trailing leaves, you've got some ivy, you've got like a rose leaf, a eucalyptus, and I don't know what the other one is, some kind of blobby <laughs> trailing leaf that actually looks very nice, but I don't know what it is. So yeah, they look nice. And she's also done them as cookie moulds, so you can not only use them for your drill craft, but you can use them for moulding cookies and then decorate cookies, which is nice. Oh, so you can bake in them? I'm not sure bake in them, but I think you can probably use them to shape and then put it on a baking tray and then bake. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just having a quick... Uh... Oh yes, I like the um, I like the leaves, the trailing. Hey, the leaves look really nice. They're my favourite. Okay, cool. What else you got? We have got Dawn Butler. Um, she's done a free Lindor tutorial online. Yeah. Um, she's also doing an offer on her four week airbrushing course. It is her. Where's the email? Sorry, one second. Okay. Because there's two things in it. And I don't want to mix them up. Right. She's got an offer on her four-week airbrushing course. And it is the Confidence with Airbrushing course. It's an online four-week course. And if you sign up to it, you can borrow rent-free one of her airbrushing kits for the duration of the course, which is a really good wow. offer. Um, she's also reduced the price of her online courses. So, for example, her four-week airbrushing course, which I don't think is the same as the Confidence in Airbrushing one. Um, was previously £75, it's now £30, and that gives you access to an online face group and the course. doesn't include materials. Um, she's also doing every Wednesday on Facebook Live at half past ten a free children's airbrushing session. So if you have an airbrush and you have children who are currently at home because their school's closed, you can let them run right with the airbrush at half past ten. God, do you know what? <laughs> that, that terrifies the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just watch the first one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They'll be airbrushing each other, my kids would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Also got the sugar paste. So we mentioned this before, the one that I thought was a bit too hard. They've relaunched with a new recipe, so it'd be interesting to try. This time it is free from all 14 of the main allergens, which is good. It's also vegan. Uh, it's sold by the Cake Decorating Company and is currently on offer at £3.50 for a kilogram, which is very cheap. That is very cheap. I'd be interested to see how it works. And I think as we were mentioning earlier, which is it's brilliant that it's allergen-free, but then our kitchens may not be allergen-free. Yeah. So at least I suppose you can provide a product that is allergen-free and your kitchen can be as clean as it can be. You just have to yes. notify those people that the kitchen that you're making it in yeah. is used and for I suppose for the customers that want to make their own cakes who have got to be allergen-free, they can order that and then no, there's no issues. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like that. Have you got anything else? Uh, Cake International on tour in oh. London is cancelled. Sad times, but necessary. Yeah. yeah. As we discussed, XL is now being used for hospital, so. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? There's no option. Everybody's doing the same, so. 
you've got to do what you've got to yeah. do. Yeah. They've been good. They've refunded everybody who's wanted a refund. I had entered the competition. Um, I can't make the Birmingham dates, so I've said, can I have a refund? And the money's back in my account already. So it was very straightforward. Literally had to re- reply. They didn't even ask for my name or anything. I think they just linked it by my email. Oh, that's good. So what have you got that's new? Well, the things that just keep coming through my feeds at the minute are um, tutorials. Um, okay. Lots and lots of people are out there doing some new tutorials, putting stuff up for people to do during these times. I've got three that came through my feed straight away. One of them was obviously Zoe from Zoe's Fancy Cakes. She's now out there beavering away. She tried to do some she wanted to do some cupcakes, I think, for, for kids to do. Uh, but as it's difficult to get eggs and the various flour and bits at the minute, she, she managed to get some digestive biscuits. <laughs> she managed to get some digestive biscuits instead. But, you know, whatever, whatever works. Whatever works. So, so she's just recently posted a, like a Harry Potter-themed tutorial. Oh, that's cool. Which I was trying to. She did, she did put on there. Guess what? Guess what this one is, and it's got a grey beard. And um, and I was kind of. I'm assuming it's Dumbledore. She didn't yeah. tell me, Zoe. You didn't tell me who it was. <laughs> and there's the one with the blue face, and I don't remember anyone in Harry Potter with the blue face. But maybe it wasn't the Harry Potter. <laughs> maybe it's just me getting confused. It's not. It's not difficult nowadays. but i know that she's uh she was recording some this week as well so there'll be more coming out so she's always been pretty prolific with her posting hasn't she she is yeah she is she's very good she's been she's been in the shop uh, although the shop's closed she's in there she's been in the shop and she's posting out orders and she's recording um so yeah so you can find her on instagram on facebook and on youtube you only have to put in zoe's fancy cakes and she'll be there the other one that came through actually to my work email um was patchwork cutters and i suddenly got a little bit more inspired about patchwork because i think patchwork i can go in phases of really getting excited about it and then I put it away. Yeah. But it was nice to see them doing some layering, some three, making it three D, and co- and coloring it in. And and I found them on YouTube as well. So actually, if you go onto YouTube and you want to look at patchwork cutters, just put in patchwork cutters, and there's quite a few older ones as well on there. Okay. So you can find those. And then the other one that came through, Mark Suarez from Le Du Collage. Um, which is spelled L-E-D-O-U-X-C-O-L-L-A-G-E. And he's just posted his Easter Bunny tutorial, which is really sweet. And he's on Instagram, and you can find him on a blog as well. But it's a really cute a really cute rabbit on the top of a cake with an egg. So, yeah, it's a model and, um, and cake. It's like a two-tier cake, I think, with an egg on the front, and it's got a white rabbit on the top. So, Sam, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Since we've um, all been stuck at home, well, we, we weren't originally. We were we were all good, weren't we? Started quite busy, really, because it was um, my parents' diamond wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've had both my parents' birthdays. Um, obviously, um, I can't see them, so the celebration that we were going to have uh, yeah. didn't happen. Um, however, I didn't know that at the time. So I was going to, uh, I was tasked with making a cake 
obviously. (laughs) And, uh, And so I thought what I would do is I would do a dummy cake. Just had this urge, as you do. And because you can, I thought I'd make a fourth year celebration cake for them, which was I was going to be cunning and then I could switch it around to dummy wedding cake. I didn't tell them that. We're going to take it back after and have it as a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. I'm being environmental. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I thought, well, I could then... I could do what I wanted because they didn't yeah. They didn't mind. They just wanted to have a vanilla cake and they wanted a chocolate cake. What it means is the restaurant can then just have cutting cakes. They okay. could just cut them up and serve. Okay. So I thought, well, that means that the display cake, they can just stay there and look all nice. So I ordered some dummies from uh, Dummies Direct. Yeah. And I wanted to do the one that's got the hole cut in the oval, yeah. cut in the centre. the window. Yeah. So I so I ordered that, and I've now I, d- I wanted to do square as well. I never do square cakes. Okay. So I covered these cakes. I've gone into a bit of a texture thing at the minute. I've done this bottom tier of of texture, and the second tier up. I wanted to do some royal icing because I got some inspiration from our last podcast yeah. after we were talking about royal icing. I thought, well, do you know what? I haven't done it for a while. Wanted to go and have a go, and we mentioned Prach's uh, Royal Icing, and I wanted to have a go to see what that was like. Yeah. So I thought I would do some brush embroidery. So I found a design on the internet that I quite liked. I just Googled some uh, floral patterns, really. Yeah. Printed one off, traced it onto Greaseproof, and then I traced it onto my cake. Okay. Used that as my template. And I think I sent you the picture over of my um, my uh, brush embroidery that I that I had a go at. Um, I spent a whole day brush embroidering, um, <laughs> and I was trying to work out how to put their initials on one of the sides. Uh, oh. But I'll, but what I have to do, um, I start. <laughs> this is this is me all over. So I did it. Um, and I put the initials, I just piped the initials onto the cake. Couldn't brush and yeah. and it didn't. it wouldn't work. Put the initials on the cake, come down in the morning, I'm saying to my daughter, oh, what do you think of this? Does it look all right? And I'm looking, I'm going, I've put the you the wrong way round. <laughs> you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all my letters. <laughs> Sorry. So I piped it on back to front. <laughs> and I didn't even notice. So it's, that's what happens. So so I then I've chiseled that off again. It's not, I mean it's not difficult, is it? I mean it just it does come off, so that's good. But currently now, because then from that point forward, time's changed. So I've now got a blank and F <laughs> on the side of the cake. Um but but what I'm gonna do, my plan is to remove that completely. And I'm going to do it as a run out, and then I'm going to restick them back on because a it will look neater because I'll be then working yeah. flat. And the problem has been because everything has been upright. You know what it's like. It's easier to work flat, isn't it? And yeah. I don't have one of those whizzy things that Christine Flynn has got to wedge it in, yeah. <laughs> and I can spin round. So I've been working upright. I did try the vegan royal icing, which I oh, yeah. I have to say. It wasn't white because of the chickpea element. Yeah. It was ivory 
which is fine, but if you're working against a white cake, I really noticed it. Okay. So if you're doing ivory on ivory perfectly, if you colour it, it's good. Yeah. Um, don't do what I did and take a spoonful of it and try it because it's not quite so good taste-wise. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, so unless <laughs> you're not necessarily going to uh, have a dollop of royal icing dumped on your cake, so I'm guessing that in the small elements that you put on with royal icing, you wouldn't taste the the difference. But I would I would use a whitener and whiten it if you're gonna if you're gonna put white on white. That would be my only thing. The consistency was really good. I did try and water it down a little bit, only with a tiny bit on a palette knife, but I didn't need to. I actually found that I that the tiny bit of water that I added to it was too much. And that was only a small amount. And I probably could have got away with using it as it was. But at that point, because the colour wasn't right and I didn't have... I probably have got whitener, but it's still packed up in a garage, in the garage somewhere. I just went back to normal royal icing. But anyway, it's now currently sitting on my dining room table as an unfinished work of art, which um, my plan is... The the crazy thing is my plan is to finish it and then box it up. Because at the minute I've got nothing else to do with it until we can decide when we're going to be able to uh, recelebrate. But that's fine. They did end up with um, uh, it was a bit like knockdown ginger. I did a, a <laughs> did a, a cake for. I thought I better take a cake up. Um, yeah. And uh, because Dad likes vanilla sponge and Mum likes chocolate, I made both. And then I did like a half and half, like you get pizza. I thought this is a yeah. great idea. Chopped it in half, wedged it together. One half has got fresh cream and jam in it, and the other half has got chocolate ganache in it. Yeah. Slap, it's terrible. It slapped it together, put some fresh cream on the top, and took it up there, and yeah, knocked and ran away, just like some weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so they should be eating cake forevermore. We've got nothing else. They can't get bread or toilet rolls or anything they can eat cake. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was what took up a lot of my time. Of course, now I do have three kids home. Currently, everyone in the house is locked in individual rooms doing work. So I'm I'm in the living room uh, with the door shut. Uh, my daughter is upstairs on her phone um, in her Google Classroom. Uh, she's got to be there for a normal school day. My son is equally doing the same in his bedroom. And my other daughter is in the kitchen on the laptop doing her schoolwork, pulling her hair out currently because maths is not going quite so well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Obviously, uh, Sugarcraft Guild, we both have a meeting on Sunday that we can attend virtually. Well, I assume you are attending, are you? Yeah. And um, and now apparently you've become a Zoom expert. I'm not quite sure how that has come about. And it's all a complete lie and I'm just winging it. What What have you been up to? Well... Um, so for Christmas, my brother bought us a cookery class at some Jamie Oliver thing. So we booked that and we did it just in time, literally the weekend before all this kicked off. Wow. Um, so I did that. That was Taste of Japan and we did, uh, we made gyoza, teriyaki chicken and like a stir fry thing. That was really nice. Oh, excellent. That was fun. Yeah. Do intend to maybe try some of that again at home because the gyoza were really nice. I've also been... 
keeping myself busy at home doing lots of online dance classes actually because there's tons of them on Instagram teaching online so I've been doing ballet and jazz and pilates and all sorts of things oh wow keeping myself busy with that it's actually really good because you've got because this is not really good but because it's worldwide everywhere at the same time yeah there's a lot of people who are indoors you're getting to learn from people who live over the other side of the world yeah are absolute experts in their field yeah so there's one of the um principal dancers of like the new york city ballet is every single night doing an instagram live class to oh, make herself wow. train oh. when would you ever get to take a class with someone like that for an no. hour or every night no so. do you know what it's actually brought out the best in people yeah it's it's really nice there is so much out there at the minute yeah so i've actually been really enjoying that there's a lot of variety there's so much to choose from everyone's been really good and obviously because they're teaching in their own houses they're only teaching stuff that you can do at home i did a really fun <laughs> class yesterday um <laughs> where i go to aerial normally obviously that's off yeah um, can't train that at home because i haven't got the equipment and their teachers are they've got sort of a short program online um, at lunchtime and an evening three days a week you're not hanging your hula hoop from the ceiling are you no no, it's literally like hula hoop um, tricks and stuff. So that was really fun. That was like 45 minutes yesterday. Oh, cool. Um, they've got them there as well. Um, been doing lots of Zoom meetings. and have also been enjoying watching Race Across the World, which the second series of that is back on now. If you haven't seen that, check it out on um, BBC iPlayer. The first series was excellent and that's back on there now. Have you been up to anything else? that's about it really I mean yes. I think to work but I'll tell you what it's actually been nice to have some time on your hands to do other things the things that you don't necessarily get time to do during yeah, the actually, day I, I started I started finishing is that a thing started um, finishing that's I good I started before before Christmas I was going to make some little stained glass Christmas decorations and I started and didn't get much further because I was too busy so I've done a bit more of them but I haven't finished yet and I will have finished but I'm pacing myself little toe but it's still very much a work in progress oh that's good well at least it'll be done by this Christmas that's the plan (laughs) (laughs) I do have I do have lots of things that I plan or I'd like to do, but whether I actually get around to doing my my day seems to be going very fast, surprisingly. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a list of things that I'd like to do or like to learn. Yeah. And uh, one of those being cross stitch. Oh, <laughs> cross stitch is brilliant. But yeah. Don't do it. You'll literally lose hours to it. You think I'll just do this. I'll just do this bit. I'll just do this bit, and then you look up and like six hours on the bonfire. <laughs> I bought one just before Christmas and then I started it and then I couldn't work out how to do it so then I stopped (laughs) and then I put it away somewhere so it might take me 10 weeks to find um, and locate and then work out how to do it because I don't appear to have bought like the easiest thing to do in the world why would you so uh, so yeah so I really need to sit down and have a look so that's that's my to do but it's not going to be before the next podcast because I'm not committing to that (laughs) yeah so, starting in sugarcraft, and you found your notes, I can see you waiting folders and bits of paper. Oh, I've colour-coded. Oh, very I've co- organised. I've colour-coded. So, <laughs> I told you, well, what I did was, before before the shops um, shut, I went to Hobbycraft. Yeah. And um, mainly because my two girls have been making latch-hook rugs. Okay. And they'd finished them. So I went and quickly bought another two for them to carry on with. And I got yeah. some card because the other thing that I keep finding coming through my feed is all of these uh, kind of quite inspirational things that kids can do and stuff. <laughs> and um, and one of them, there was this great little caterpillar that you can make and you can blow it along with a, with oh, a straw. Yeah. Did you see I that? I that, yeah. Yeah, well, I thought, oh my God, I love that. 
But I've only got white paper. Um, so I yeah. thought, I, I need some colour in my life. So I went and bought some card and I bought some paper, which hasn't all been used yet. That's the key. It hasn't been used. So I've stolen three sheets and I've cut them into A4 pieces. <laughs> they were bigger. Oh, sorry, A4. Sorry, A5 pieces. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Get my get my numbers confused. And, um, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to write on there. And then I'm just going to toss aside. And I don't need anymore. And I'm just doing this very liberally. And I'm thinking that's really stupid because I'll throw away the one that I want. But see, I can just do this. And I feel happy. <laughs> I'm the only one that can see you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't work. Okay, so for everybody else, I'm throwing it to one side. And I'll probably be scrabbling around on the floor in a minute trying to refind it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah don't mind me down the side of the sofa. Look, we digress. What did you start off with in Surecraft? I must have started off with the real basics. And I was trying to rack my brains because it seems such a long time ago. But... Having put everything from the shop into the garage, short of having to go down there and undo lots of click boxes, you know, 46 or 56 litre click boxes just to find everything. I feel like I've gone back to basics because I'm now just using the bare essentials that I've got. Yeah. So... I think that really I started with a decent rolling pin, smoothers, two of. And I learned that very quickly. And really, apart from cornflour slash icing sugar and maybe marzipan spacers. Okay. Dresden tool, which is the long... I was trying to work out how to describe a Dresden tool if you didn't know what it was. It's kind of like a a long stick thing. A chopstick. With a triangular chopstick. Yeah, that's good. Like a, a, a hook type point one end, but it's curved, isn't it? And then the other end is flatter. Um, and a ball tool. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? I could probably get away with a lot of things using those. And a knife. Yeah. Something sharp. See, um, I don't use my ball tool very often. Don't I you? I don't make a lot of flowers anymore. No. See, that's probably, that's probably the main thing that I use uh, ball tool for. Or, or modelling. So what have you got on your list? Well, I started off making flowers, didn't I? So the yeah. stuff I bought first was what was on the list for college every week. And my God, was it a list? Yes. Like, so I had to buy wires every week. I had to buy a new flower cutter or leaf cutter every week. I had to buy the vein that went with it and quite possibly some dust colours because I didn't have any of them. Yeah. Um, I'd have bought flower paste and a small rolling pin, so not a big paint yep. pen size one and paintbrush boards and a like a wheel cutter the small yeah um, what like pizza one. wheel yeah but the small one the small pme one. Oh yeah 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 so you can basically cut your own freehand leaves yeah so that was kind of what i started off with but most of the dust that i bought i still got yeah most of the cutters and pencil cutters that i bought i haven't really used since yeah so i don't really think they're necessary i thought the stuff if i had to start again what i'd really buy like you i'd get a non-stick rolling pin dressing tool Smooth, two smoothers, but yeah. the smoothers with an edge that's flat and, an edge, and a, the front that's curved rather than the front that's square. Oh, see, I like the ones that are square. So uh-huh. I, I like the FMM ones. I like the front that's curved, but I like the ones where not all the edges curve up. There's one like it's just been chopped, so you can get a nice flat edge at the edge of the board because some yeah. of them are curvy on all edges. I like them. I also really like the edges smoothers, which these were in fashion like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, I've got a set. But they're really good. I've got a L-shaped one for doing a sharp edge at the, well, not a sharp edge, the edge between your cake and the cake board. Yeah. That right angle, it was smooth. I've got um, a one that's 
like a like a roller, I guess, like a hair. If you imagine like a hair roller, yeah, that's sort of tape smoother. So yeah. it's inside curve. So like inside a number three, that sort of thing. So you can get in a small gap, yeah, and sit inside. And I've got a sharp edge one, which is like a slightly more open right angle. Okay. So it goes on the top eight and gives you a, a sharp edge. Yeah. They massive, and they did them before sharp edges and all that sort of thing were in fashion. Yeah. The other thing that I bought right at the beginning that I would absolutely rebuy is my circle cutters. Oh so yes. Yeah. A set of cutters in varying sizes. I got. They were expensive, but they're worth it. From um. Spice Kitchen Exhibition. I'm not sure. It might be Tinker Tech, but I'm not sure what the brand okay. is that sells them. I'll tell you what, um, the other good set of um, circle cutters is the Briar Rose cutter set from PMA. Okay. Yeah. Now, these are metal ones, and they start from about an inch across. This one's about an inch, and they go smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. Briar Rose ones, ones are um, metal ones that start. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the smallest one's about the diameter of like a tic tac or something. Yeah. So they're really handy for all sorts of things. And probably the square set as well that goes with them but I think I use the circles a lot more than I use the squares yeah. and a Victoria Knox knife so I got this from the first time I went to Birmingham yeah um, Lily Brown from her stand and it's a Victoria Knox I'm not sure if I'm saying it right it might be Victoria Knox or something <laughs> Um, anyway, Victoria Knox is what I'm going to say. They're the people that make the um, Swiss Army knives. Okay. And they do, their blades are really good. It's basically a, it's like a paring knife sort of thing, but it's very sharp. It cuts brilliantly. I've never had to sharpen it and I've had it about 15 years and I use it for all my cutting on virtually everything. Use it to cut and you get a really clean edge. So you cut shapes freehand and it's fine. You just cut your icing off um, when you're covering your board or anything. And oh, okay. It's been used for years. Only on cake. It's been in use for years, and it's still as good as the day I got it. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I think a, a couple of palette knives. Uh, mainly, yes. I've got a mini palette knife, which I find invaluable. See, for... I hardly use my mini one, but I do have it. Oh, really? Yeah, the mi- the mini one, and the other one is a cranked one. Yeah, and I that, use I that a lot. lot. Covering cakes, like yeah, the and that, yeah. I use that. I do use I do use a, a bigger one when I'm uh, you know picking cakes up and stuff. I can't get on with those big cake lifters. No, I've never tried a, one. No, I use a big palette knife and I use a smoother to hold it on. Yeah, I and I do that. Where there's a will. <laughs> And the other thing that I that I bought when I first started out and that I wouldn't rebuy is I bought a small rolling pin, like a six-inch yeah. rolling pin, and I find that too small. I like I use a like a nine-inch rolling pin and a green board, a vein yes. with with a veining board one side. I use that a lot. So even so, it's quite versatile. So you can flip it over in yeah. the other side. I don't, have a groove don't you? I have a groove board. I've just got the giant um, green board, which is like I don't even know how big. Probably A1. Yeah. So. The other smooth that I think now that are out that maybe I would purchase is the Bellissimo ones someone sent me because I did I canvassed a few people got some I haven't tried them well I can't get on with them very well because I tend to be quite heavy handed so when I put pressure on a cake because the the smoothers that we're used to you've got the handles yeah I tend to put my hands into the actual cake does that make sense you know with, because the flat acetate ones yeah 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 no the flat the flat ones so oh, I, I didn't get on no I can't tend to I can't seem to put the pressure on the cake in an even way yeah I get the same as you I end up slicing it yeah they have no pressure at all and they fall off or I do too much and I get a slice <laughs> or I dig it into the cake yeah <laughs> on my nail my hand goes sliding off <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I know. I've just ended up with the, the yeah, the um, the smoother is stuck to the side of the cake, and my hand's gone shooting somewhere, and it all goes, it goes wrong. It's not a, uh, well, it's not good look. I've but... got the um, silicone ones to try, but I want them in a, I want them in a maple. Well, maybe one of my friends at Marshall Craft Branch gave them to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, anyway, I've got a set, and I haven't tried them yet. The silicone ones, so I want to give them a go. Oh, cool. So. Yeah. Someone else, who, what did someone else send me? Someone said she sent me um, a 2D piping nozzle. A versatile one, isn't it? Because you can do yeah. rows with it and stuff. Yeah, um, and you can have cake with that, can't you? So that's quite nice as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, especially now with the ombre effect where people do it down the sides. What else has she got? Small rolling pin, we've said. Non-stick board, we've said. Palette knives, bone. No, she had a bone tool and a veiner tool on hers as well. I do use the veiner tool quite a lot as well. But obviously only when you're doing flowers. I don't necessarily wouldn't be something that I would go out and purchase immediately yeah if you're going to do flowers I'd say it's worth buying the gem yeah. or the ceramic veining tool as opposed to buying individual veins yeah I do use my PME Dresden ball tool in a different way I use those for modeling and I do use my gem tools for flowers because they're okay. finer um and I find that that's 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 easier for me yeah but yeah what else she she said the tools that she's not used i think it's quite interesting uh, that she's bought but she's never used um some tappet cutters yeah i don't use them very often no i think like any kind of cutters like any kind of cutters i don't use very often no i used to use quite a lot of the some of the tappets for lettering and stuff because I, I find sometimes I find that when you design a cake and you look at it, sometimes certain tappets or you find that royal icing suits. Yeah. But it's very much how the cake turns out, and then I would decide on what I was going to use to put the put the wording, put the lettering on onto yeah. the cake. So a lot of the time I would use um, either the pink set of tappets, which is quite a straight set they're an fmm set and the they bought another an art deco set love the art deco set of tappets um they're if you want a set of tappets that are going to come out i know a lot of people struggle with um with tappets and getting them out i oh actually i did a little youtube video on doing it strangely yeah when i was in the shop so you can always find me on youtube and they come out fantastic they're really quick but there is a key to getting them out and using modeling paste and leaving it to crust over and dry before you go for it I've never bought tappets the lettering cutters I've got are god who the hell are they by I don't know who they're by but they're a long they come in strips of say three strips makes up the whole alphabet and there's a set of uppercase a set of lowercase and they've got a are they click set click sticks I think yeah I hated those I know I really like them so you you roll out your paste thinly cut it and then push the back it pops the letter out yeah, I couldn't get on with those. I had I had a whole box of them and never used them. Oh, really? Yeah. You I just that really thinly or you get an indent from yeah. pushing them up. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that you buy when you start and then if you don't get the knack of it straight away, it's a bit like tappets, I think. Yeah. Then you kind of discard them and put them all to one side and then yeah. you kind of don't use them. What else did she... The only other thing that she's put on here that she's bought and she's not used are those half domes for doing the cupcakes. Oh, okay. I've never... No, I did. I did buy a set, and I think like her, I've used them once or twice, and then I've not bothered. Um, but part of that is because to to put the dome onto the cupcake, you need to have quite a large amount of buttercream underneath to support it when it goes oh, on. Okay. So when you're biting into it, you can't bite into it, can you? You've got to take the top off. Yeah. 
Because yeah. otherwise, I know I've got a big mouth, but really, I couldn't get that. <laughs> and I think actually, you can survive with the bare minimum. I'm probably used a paintbrush, a good quality, good quality paintbrushes. Yes, good paintbrushes are a must. Um, and I think yeah, go on. Paste colours as well. I would say. Yeah, yeah. And not every colour, like a pink. Oh. I would always, I'd get the Wilton pink because it's a lot nicer pink than all the others. If you use a tiny bit of it, it's a lovely baby pink, and a lot of the others go grey. Um, and then for the other colours, I would use probably sugar flare or pro gel. Yeah. Uh, a yellow, ice blue, and mint green. They're my yeah. colours I would buy. I would never buy the red or black because I'd always buy ready coloured paste. I've never yeah. tried to mix them myself. Yeah. And then that just means you just need white paste, and I'd always pick a professional paste over a supermarket one. Yeah. And I think otherwise, by the time you spent all your time mixing in your CNC, you might as well have just bought the paste that works straight out the box. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. I do think that the money you invest in a decent paste is well spent. Yeah. Because I could get hold of Sugar Flare, that was my go-to colourings. Um, yeah. And I used a lot of dust colours as well. Yeah, see, for the dust colours, the ones I would rebuy is moss green because that's the only colour I have run out of on the reg. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's probably not just for leaves, but if you're doing like a tree stump cake, it's the perfect colour for a little bit of moss on that or yeah. a little bit of grass kind of colour to give a bit of texture. It's a really versatile one. Um, some kind of pink that I could use for, like, faces. As yeah. Well. So it's, like, blush-type pink for cheeks and lips. Um, and I think that's really it for essential dusts. I wouldn't say anything else is necessarily vital unless you're going to start making flowers. No, I think, yeah. If you're going to do, I suppose, if you're going to do modelling, then, yeah, like I said, the pinks... Um, but then now, at the minute, Fractal brought out some fantastic pens, mm. and I've been using them. I think I sent you a picture, one of the... Um, I've got them, the calligraphy tip ones. Yeah. 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 The Well, one of the ones that I was using when, when Zoe came down last October, she gave me one of her new head moulds. Okay. And so I thought in the last week well actually yesterday i thought i'd have a go and use it and see how it came out so i watched her tutorial which she's got on youtube and i used saracino paste i used the fractal the red pen on the lips which actually gave a really nice coverage and then new white pen as well oh which is really good i'm always very skeptical about white because I had, when I was in the shop, I thought, oh, I'll try all these white bits. And I had a white, I think it was a white PME paste colour. And I couldn't get that to, you know, you know when you want the white dot on the eye and you yeah. want all of those. And they go wishy-washy. Yeah. Um, but the fractal one, is, it looks good, actually. And it worked really well. I really liked um, the, the mould as well. It worked, that worked really well. So, yeah, just a. Uh, a little plug for Zoe if anyone wants to um, have a go at- she's got an online shop um, if you google Zoe's Fancy Cakes you'll come up with her online shop and she's selling she's got two she's got one that's got eyes so if you're not confident with doing eyes you can push it in I pushed it in with a with a Dresden tool and worked round so is, this, is this a mould of just the eyes or a head with eyes in it it's a head with eyes in it <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you, so you can then put your bit of white paste in, and you've got your guide, so you put your eyes in, and oh, then so you I can. Holes. Is it? Well, they're only marked out. You have to push them in yeah. to make holes. Yeah. Or if you're if you're a bit more confident and you want to change the look, she's got a mold that's got no eyes. 
So you've got the nose and you've got the mouth oh, and the head, okay. but you can make your own. And you can pair that with the Sylvia Mancini Easy Doll eyes. Yeah. Um, and you can just push those in. I've never used those. No, I haven't. Um, but they look... They do look quite good if you're not confident at doing eyes. And yeah. I do know that, I mean, if you wanted to have a go, you could, you can, I think you can get them from Zoe as well. She does, she does lots of bits and pieces. She has yeah. quite a lot of new stuff in. That was actually one of the things on my list. So I've made a list of skills and things that I think actually are essential for a beginner. Yeah. Learn cover a cake. Yeah. And practice on a cake dummy. So you don't have to keep baking and baking and baking. I, d- I do find it easier to cover a cake than a dummy. Yeah, but you need to weight it down. Like you need to stick it down with something and yeah. cover it. Yeah. Otherwise it's just around. What do you put um, on your what do you put on your dummy to tricks. make the, make your icing stick? You do tracks. Yeah. Because it doesn't look soggy and then when you want to peel it off it feels off really nicely. Yeah. I just, up until up until I learned the t- uh, the um the trick of tracks. The trick of tracks, I did I used to use water and it was a nightmare to to take off. Um so yeah, once it's like a liberation to find the tracks actually that was brilliant it's amazing uh, so yeah learn to cover a cake I've put I've put modular face so one of the first things I bought was a face mold I bought a Karen Davis one and yep. I used it loads and I've only just got rid of it because now I don't need it yeah and I can probably model a face as quickly as I can turn one out yeah. and mold yeah so if you've got time in your hands learn to model a face and that yeah. will save you so much time in the long run yeah and make you know the bonus the bonus of not having a mold is that you can adjust the size of your character. Yeah, absolutely. The Davis one I had, it had three size heads on it. So you had like yeah. a small, medium and large, which could be a family or it could be just three different sizes. Yeah. So you, they're quite, were they quite a basic one with a big smile? Yeah. Type, yeah, they were, I think. They were like unisex heads and then you yeah. put your own hair on it. Yeah. I put make a flower as well. So have a go at it. Even if you're not interested in it, have a try. Yeah. See if you like it. And then join a club. So for me, the way, not necessarily a sugarcraft guild, but join a sugarcraft club, there are yep. other ones out there, is once a month, you're meeting up with people who like, have the same interests as you, so yeah. either they're quite happy to hear about what you've made because they understand the work that's They won't be yawning while you talk to them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> not just, oh, can I eat it? Uh, <laughs> but also, you get to learn loads of different things, whereas if you're going to college, which is great, oh, I'm not against going to college, you're learning from one person, so you're learning the same yeah. skills from one person you're learning their way of working whereas if you are exposed to loads of different teachers then you pick up different things from everyone so they might teach you the same thing in a completely different way and you'll find something that suits you and yeah. get a lot more variety than you would do in a college I think yeah and I, I'm no good at learning online like I don't take it in at all I know I don't my mind wanders and I don't pay attention I need a person I need to have like interacted with someone to yeah. learn something so I need to go to a class yeah. I need to be around people to learn things yeah. I'm not very good at learning online the only thing I like about online learning is that you can rewind and play rewind and play and I know when you're in a class you can you can ask people as well I'm, I'm very visual so I either I can do the online and I and I like meeting with people for me like you I would prefer a class yeah because I like to be there and you just get so much experience from other people as well yeah. It's not just what you're doing and what the tutor is teaching you, but, but you also, always. I need, yeah, go on. I need to be correct 
kids to learn. Yeah. Like, I need someone to go, right, that bit's not right, or do yeah. that bit like this. Yeah. I need someone to put me, but yeah. also, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't occur to me to go online. Like, I've signed up for online stuff before, I just don't use it. I don't go on there. I would rather, there's a million and one things I would rather do than go on the internet. Yeah. You can flip from one thing to another, and then before you know it, the day's gone and you've not done anything. Yeah. Um, well, you've watched it and not really paid attention, and you don't really know what's happening. You're right, and I think that it only takes one other person in a group of people to say, oh, I do it this way, and then everyone's like, it's like a light bulb moment, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, why have I been doing it whatever way for years? Is there anything else that we've got that we need to add to our um, list of what to get and what not to get? I've put Tupperware and um, my X-Cut ruler. My X-Cut ruler, I would oh. hands down rebuy, that's my graphics ruler. Also Tupperware for storing your unused paste some good size Tupperware that you put your open paste in that is airtight. Do you bag up your paste before you put it in there? Depends on the brand, if I'm completely honest. Okay. Um, I normally, when I first started, I used to use cling film, but you just get through so much of it, you need to use a new bit every single time. It's not that great. So I and it's still porous, so it does still yeah. get air in. I'll do a Ziploc bag inside Tupperware. Yeah. Um, if it's cover paste, I get away with just Tupperware generally. Okay. Because because of the way they package it, you can kind of cut around the edge and then fold that bit in and then fold yeah. it in on itself. And See, it will... I think the thing that I'm getting more and more frustrated with is that everything is disposable. Yeah. And trying to do stuff without using extra plastic is yeah. really hard. A Ziploc bag you can reuse. So if you've put in that Ziploc bag, if your paste is already in the packaging, it's coming. Yeah. Then that's fine. Yeah. Um, I tried the wax wraps. I didn't get on with them first, mainly because they made my paste smell of wax. Okay. Wax. They're very strongly scented, and I just thought it wasn't a nice smell. And yeah. If you are going to make it for someone who's vegan, they're not going to want a cake that smells these wraps. Um, I'm not sure quite how airtight they are, and to try and get one big enough yeah. to match wrap a sizable amount of paste in. Yeah. It's going to cost you money. So I'm but. guessing. I'm guessing that there is a fine line between producing a paste and backpacking it which is what they currently do yeah. to producing a bag that has got like its own ziplock yeah. that you can zip back up again well um, I guess it's like Squire's Kitchen their paste comes in a bag doesn't it so you get a box you get yeah. a cardboard box sign that box and still bag the cake like a sandwich bag yeah closes it yeah. so potentially that bag made of something recycled yeah. yeah see there's a lot there's a lot now with where the bags are actually becoming uh, recycled isn't it yeah so I just I think I made a note on the sugar paste I'm sure there was something there about it being was it recyclable hang on let me have a look online because I'm sure there was something about that oh, okay well that would be good if there is because it's we, we're just getting into a disposable world and I think that that's that's the only thing that I dislike is when yeah. we open a bag paste got you know and you bag it up again and I yeah. do then put that into a Tupperware container the Tupperware yeah. container is easily washable and reusable and yeah. the bags I reuse my bags but then there is a point when you you know you end up having to throw it away or I do something stupid so I have a lot of um, sandwich bags instead of Ziploc bags maybe that's my error I should I should use Zip invest more in Ziploc bags instead of I've only just bought a pack of the largest size of branded zip bags and yeah. I think they do actually last longer because they don't have the zip they have like the squash thing and it's got three layers of okay. three different seals on it Yeah, and I fit almost an entire two and a half kilogram really? bag paste into one of them so I can just put the whole thing in it okay where did you get those from? Tesco I think oh. it's the largest size um, right I'm on the website I've made that up it's not, I don't think it is it says <laughs> uh, three 
Oh. Okay, so they've they've made an effort for it to be more environmentally friendly. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see that they've actually started not using palm oil. No, it is palm oil, but oh. I, don't, I don't think palm oil is necessarily the problem because it's tricky. Um, palm oil gives you greatest yield of oil per like, hectare. So if you've got a palm oil crop, you're going to get more palm oil from the same space palm oil do from sunflower or do from any other juice. Yeah. Get the most amount of oil for the size of that you're right. So to replace it with different oil means it's actually just going to more of it chopped out. Uh, well, it's the deforestation oil. issue, isn't it? That's yeah, but also palm oil is often a filler. It's not actually needed. It's like if you're making some home palm oil, it's no. you might have palm oil in it. So it's often filler for like tasting more expensive. Really, it's a cheaper one. <laughs> and the sustainable thing is a bit dodgy anyway because I believe that they're self-regulated. So it's a regulator that starts industry rather than an external one that regulates them. Okay. So quite how much they're actually doing yeah. is very much on that individual and their own essentially mm, it's interesting I don't know what they put in as an alternative to palm oil no but then I think you can get things like the, for example, um, peanut butter. Yeah. You can get peanut butter that's just made from peanuts. Yeah. You can get peanut butter that's got palm oil in it to work it out. Yeah. So it's made as a fit. It's used as a fit as a thinner to make that product. Bulking it out. Yeah. So a lot of times it's not actually necessarily necessary. <laughs> <laughs> it's not vital. It's to make product go further. Okay. The thing that maybe people look into. No, and it's not that clear cut as to what the best option is or what the alternative is to doing it. No, I think I think. Should we move on to our ones to watch? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, Erica, what's, what have you um, what have you found on your ones to watch this week? Well, this episode, I'm going for something a bit different. Because people don't have access to all the normal sugar craft stuff and baking supplies are in, uh, shall we say, short supply, um, I've gone for something a bit different that will hopefully be complementary to cake decorating and a skill that can be put to good use. So I've gone for a calligrapher, a modern calligrapher. Um, her business is Etty Etiquette. Yep, I found her. Rebecca. Um, she's a lettering artist and illustrator. She does calligraphy, stationery and workshops and has got a couple of books, Modern Lettering and brush littering her instagram is lovely she's teamed up with tombow who make brush really nice brush pens so like a felted pen with a brush end and a lot of her calligraphy is done with that so my thinking is actually there's plenty of edible pens that have the same kind of nibs so you learn all of this most people have got access to pen and paper at the minute you could learn to write nicely and then transfer that to your cakes and your biscuits and it's a skill worth having and quite nice to practice she's got loads of free little tutorials on her instagram um small projects things like envelopes uh, gift tags um little cards there's some really lovely floral illustrations erica We'll all have our Christmas tags done at this rate before. We will. It's not a bad thing. No. <laughs> it's hard you as well. <laughs> Set the kids to work. Yeah. Well, my, to be fair, my daughter has already taught herself how to do a load of calligraphy writing. And I am in awe of what she's done. So, yeah, it might be something that I, that I um, do with her. Yeah. I do. It's really lovely stuff. So there's lots of... Um, couple of different alphabets she's also she's got two books out so a lot of what she's posting at the minute is from her latest book which is brush lettering um but there's some really lovely projects and lots of little step by steps and she'll run competitions every now and then so you can i I do like what she's done she's almost she's got some outline stuff she's done and you Mm -hmm. can just go over it and 
kind of learn the technique. Yeah, I've got I've got both her books. One of them I've done, the other one I haven't done. Um, and they're really lovely. There's some really beautiful products in there. And I think a lot of what she does would translate incredibly well to cake. She also has a line of stationery, which you can buy from her website. Things like cards, planners, um, all that she's designed. They're really lovely, beautiful. And she's really local to you as well, isn't she? She is. She's in my green in Catford. She also does workshops, but she does a lot on Instagram. And I always enjoy looking at her bits and pieces. And she's been on, I believe she's been on Kirsty Allsop program. Oh, has she? I believe so. She's certainly taught at the Handmade Fair, which is Kirsty's um, festival type. Oh, excellent. I'm going to put that on my to-do list. So it's nice to dip in and out of and keep you occupied and offline for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. I, I like it. I like that idea. So um, who's your one to watch? Well, my one to watch is again slightly different. She's she's local to me and she's been doing this business for quite a long time and her name is Bianca Ben and her business is Cake Pop Princess. She has a website, cakepopprincess.co.uk and she makes these lovely creations. They're like little pieces of art on a stick. That's the only way I can describe them because I can't actually imagine me making something so tiny and so perfect I'm putting it on a stick. Her website is quite funny, really. She won a Cake Masters Award in 2013. Uh, It was a Cake Pop Award. And I believe that it's probably the only year that they've had the Cake Pop Award. (laughs) They've never had it again. So she's funny. I'll take that. and grooms she's got guitars dogs mermaids you name it yeah she does she does a lot of um corporate stuff the prices start from 225 uh for something simple and they go up to about six pound fifty each yeah there's a lot of work um and you have to order a minimum of eight of each design because obviously when you're dipping unless you've got a huge order from a lot of people doing the same thing you're melting you know you've got to melt a certain amount haven't you to be able to dip um and she'll post them all out as well so you can have them and they're posted over like 24 hours the price of postage starts at eight pounds um and i know she's got some nice easter stuff she's doing at the minute and i'm thinking it is quite a nice present and at the minute i think it's nice to be able to order something from somebody local and it's nice to be able to support businesses especially i know that a lot of cake people are struggling at the minute because celebrations are being cancelled left right and center so it's a hard time for for everyone and and i think that this is just a nice this is a nice thing and i just love what she does Um, i did always try uh we we initially tried to uh sort out her running a class for us at the shop and for whatever reason it never panned out and i really wish that that we've been able to do it because I think that what she creates is well maybe maybe we can maybe we can sort something out somewhere else so that's my one to watch is Bianca Ben yes I had a question from someone who listened to the show and 
Loved it. But Just the one person then, Erica. <laughs> you said that I wouldn't have known what the um, show notes were (laughs) even though you direct people there every time (laughs) I do I just say it though I've got no idea what I'm doing I've got into um, editing now and that's and that's my lot well that's really helpful and I might even upload some pictures of my really bad um, brush embroidery and my attempt to make a Zoe face not a Zoe not Zoe's face obviously (laughs) I didn't make Zoe's face (laughs) yeah But anyway, I think I think we've witted on long enough for people, haven't we? I think so. <laughs> I'm just flicking through all the pieces of paper that I've chucked everywhere. Blimey, that was quick, Erica. You've run away. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's it now for this episode. I think so. <laughs> the Sugarcraft Junkies, and that's where we'll be posting pictures of Sam's brush embroidery. Maybe I'll take a picture of us now and see us uh, Oh, God. I've got yeah. to do my hair now. well aren't we it'll be a surprise yeah it's a surprise to us most things are a surprise to us we'll let you know on Instagram in the meantime so we'll be back on the 13th of April when we'll be talking again bye Entertaining Erica. <laughs> <laughs>